This season of good is sponsored by Musicbed. Musicbed has curated a world-class roster of bands, composers, and artists, and made them easily accessible for filmmakers. We personally use them all the time, so make sure you do too. And to sweeten the deal, they're offering 20% off your next non-custom license. Just use coupon code GOOD when you check out at musicbed.com. Also this season, me and Jared are giving away a bunch of behind-the-scenes content over at Patreon. For a small monthly subscription, you'll get access to live Q&As, commercial and music video treatments, and behind-the-scenes photos and videos of us on set. To become a patron of our show, visit patreon.com slash goodthepodcast. Hey everyone, my name is Jared Hogan. And I'm Christian Schultz. And this is Good. Good, the podcast has a new voicemail. Hello? No, wait. I, I would take a big double. Hello? Oh. How, what number did you give me? The McDonald's number. How are you sure? Hello? Well, Jared, it's 2018. We're back. It's 2018. I think last time we talked to people, when was the last episode? I don't even know, man. Let's not, let's not, um, Linger in the past, you know. Let's look okay. forward. Let's look forward to. I think we have to. Well, what would you like to say about you? You felt like you needed some kind of resolve to how we left things. Well, yeah, I just, um, you know, we had some things in that were we were thinking were going to come together, and and they ended up not coming together. So we felt like last season was kind of a cliffhanger. Um, that's cause I guess it was, it was and, yeah. uh, I have no resolution to provide you <laughs> except, um, season three, here we go. This is it. Yeah. We're back. My quick thoughts on it are, um, last year was a very big year for Jared. It was also a big year for myself as far as work and amount of work and stuff like that. Family. Family. I had a son. So I appreciate everybody not... I think everybody had the opportunity to like really give a shit about it. But I felt like everybody was pretty cool. You know? Yeah. For the most part. We had some some people, but for the most part, it was pretty cool. And I would like like to say thank you. Yeah. And it was a good season. You know, we had a lot of good guests on and kind of had it going. I do think that, you know, I think Christian, you and I are kind of like reevaluating after every season, like how do we want to do this differently? Yeah. And I think going into season two, it was like, we want to have killer guests and do it every week and be consistent. And I think we did a, I think maybe there are a couple episodes where we had to push off for a week or whatever. Right. But we were pretty good about that. Yeah. I think. Um, this season, I think we're kind of going a different direction. I think, in my opinion, I think this season is a lot more of, of our relationship to you guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think our relationship with people who are actually listening to the show, questions that you guys have, I think, um, 
you know, and we started doing this where we're asking you guys some questions. You guys can leave us voicemails. We'll we'll link to all this stuff in the show notes so you guys can continue to do that for the every every single week. Um, but I think that's important to something that we'd like to tackle with this season is not try to answer really anything, but to just talk about it and talk about it between amongst me and Jared and amongst other friends of ours. I think to reevaluate that um, we're all in this together and not in some kind of like tree hugger way, but like we're all thinking the same things. So like, yeah, I I think, I think an important point to make is like, you know, we're uh, there, there's a, there's like a, bit of like a vibe that comes from like saying we're doing a Q&A and, and I think the right way to look at it is like you're not asking us questions and we're like giving you like concrete finite answers it's like I think it's comforting and, and makes people feel um, like connected right. and uh, encouraged just to hear people talking about things that you go through every day or like you're, you face in your career. And I think that's the point. So yeah. just to make it like very clear, neither Christian or I <laughs> feel like we have uh, answers to offer. Uh, very much the opposite. Um, we just want to discuss it and talk about it and hear people's thoughts on it and yeah. what you guys are going through and what we're going through. So uh, just to make that very clear, the tone is not um, that yep. we're like your sage and we're trying to like answer questions that you have that you can't figure out on your own. It's uh, much the opposite. So that's kind of the vibe. And I think that's kind of the vibe of the whole season is um, I think what you said, Christian, it's like we just want to hang and and not feel the need to have like a monster guest on every week. We'll have some of those. Um, but we want to like connect with you guys and see what's going on in your world and how we can kind of like talk about that and process that together. Yeah. And just to clarify, we will have guests and we already have some lined up. They're incredible. They're monsters. And some, most of them, I like to say, are uh, probably female monsters, which is exciting for me. Not because they're female, just because we don't have that many females on the show. And we're uh, trying to, to course correct that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're excited. There's a lot of really great guests coming up. But I think, um, yeah, we want to make it a little bit more open. So. Yeah. So a couple of ways we've done that is we opened up a Q&A like, uh, form on the website. And uh, we've had, yeah, like a lot of good responses, a lot of good questions that me and Christian were kind of, um, sifting through today to see what we want to talk about today. And then also we've got um, like a, a voice. What the hell? We've got a voicemail <laughs> set up too, or you guys can call us. Don't worry, we will not answer. Um, and give us your thoughts. And we'd love to, to put that audio on the show and, and talk about it. And um, you can hear your own voice on the podcast. Uh <laughs> But yeah, so we're, we're trying to find ways to get you guys involved and to, uh, so it's not just me and Christian going back and forth. Yeah. Does that sound cool with everybody? Sick. <laughs> All right. So we've scoured our questions. We have a question that we want to talk about today. Well, first, man. What? What? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a little bit. Yeah. Just so to refresh everybody's memory, me and Christian do not talk unless <laughs> we're recording this podcast. So I haven't, I mean, I haven't, I'm, even you know, when we're working together, like, even when like, <laughs> even when we're making like things together, we still don't really communicate. Yeah. 
well, not audibly. That we, is say, we say that. For, I think that that would be something a good topic for us to talk about is our <laughs> our sh- like shooting relationship together. Well, it's because, interesting because I I'll, I know one part of it. I asked you, uh, "Am I a difficult person to work with?" And you said, "You're the hardest director I've ever worked with." I said that. You said that to me. You said I'm like maybe not like I'm I'm the most frustrating person that you work with or something like that. <laughs> so, but you there's but did I clarify teaser. it in any way? I don't know. I just remember that part. Uh, well, that sucks because I feel like I clarified it. I've forgotten all the nice things you said, <laughs> and I just focus on the negative. <laughs> kind of like when you get like comments on things, yeah. you only like see the negative ones. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. That, that so that's good. just a, a little precursor to that conversation, which I'm pumped to yeah. talk about. Me too. What were we saying? Oh, I was asking how you're how you're oh. doing. Uh, good man. I got some Christmas presents. You wonder what I got? Yeah, I've been doing. <laughs> oh boy, Dude, I I've been getting into a lot of uh, fo- like photo book collecting. So I this year has been kind of I'm up to like I don't know twenty five photo books. Um, and I got a Google Home. I use that all the time now. Oh, sick! Like the little one. Hey Google, play me some Steely Dan. Oh, God. Steely Dan Station on YouTube. I don't think we can play that on here. Careful. <laughs> hey, Google, stop. Hey, Google. Oh, can they hear? Can no, she you hear my headphones? Um, okay. Hey, Google. Who is Jared uh, Hogan? Oh, man. Sorry. I don't know how to help. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll move on. Uh, yeah, Google's great. <sighs> <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, t- 2017, man, it was, uh, I was talking to my wife, like it was a really good year. I think personally, career wise, it was really good, but then like just the world, <laughs> not as <Yes>. good. <laughs> it's but very, onward, man, 2018. Yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking. It's not going to be any different. You don't think so? It's going to be the same. Maybe worse. <laughs> it's going to get worse before it gets better. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Would you, well, let me ask you this. Would you okay. say, that um, the world is more entertaining or is it just more depressing? Look, I'm not looking for more entertainment. <laughs> I like being able to choose what entertains That's me. True. <laughs> not have it thrust upon me. And I'm not saying it is entertaining. It's quite uh, disheartening yeah. and sad. I, f- and, I do um, feel like... All the above. Oh, sort of on that topic. I feel like I am slowly getting less choice in what I what I'm watching, do you feel that? Mm. It feels like there's there's things out there that have the illusion of having everything and all the choices, and you can watch you know whatever you want on TV and all the movies and whatever. But I feel like the only time that I feel like like I am really into watching movies is when I go to my DVD binder and just like pick out a movie. You have a DVD binder? Yeah, it's massive. It's like a thousand DVDs in one binder. Uh, two, two binders. But I, it's like I used to have a, an entire wall of just DVDs, and my yeah. wife made me get rid of the cases, and I cried. I literally yeah. cried. I was like, "No." I need to talk to your wife. That's rough, man. Yeah, I mine are all hidden down here in the basement. Well, that's probably so. Yeah, but you don't have a, you don't you have like you collect Blu-ray. Right, yeah, yeah. I don't do that. I was just I would go to the dollar store and like pick up a movie that I need to have, you know, 
Like, yeah, we've talked, we've talked about this. Yeah. I think we actually talked about this the first episode of the first season. That's probably true. <laughs> it's full circle, anyway, man. Right here again. Really full circle. 2018. So, okay. Well, 2018, you know, a new beginning, a fresh start. Are there, before we dive in, are, are there any um, resolutions you've, you've got? Um, I have some, I think, uh, I set like a two to three year resolution of, uh, focusing on building my commercial work, you know, really focusing on long-term stability Yeah, and hopefully that will lead into me doing whatever I want eventually. Um, do you think 2017 was your best year so far? I think 2017 was definitely the most that we've worked together, right? Yeah, I think we, we did, did three, four how many projects. Three, definitely three, definitely three. Four. Yeah, yeah, that so, was cool. That was great. And we didn't record a single um, show when we were working together, which is sort of sad. We're just having so much fun, yeah. dude. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. So. We have, uh, we set up this kind of like spreadsheet thing um, that, so every time you fill out like the Q&A form, it sends it to the spreadsheet. So we've got like a lot of good, really great questions from you guys. And um, we were kind of chatting through it earlier. We want to dive into to one. So I don't know how it'll always go. We may do like a couple in a show. We may do one for like three weeks. Who knows? But this yeah. this week, this episode, we're going to dive into one and uh, kind of like talk through it a little bit <clears throat> and... Um, Maybe talk about our experiences with kind of the, the topic. So, um, where's this question come from? Who asked this question? This name? is a question from Wilson Lemieux from Amarillo, Texas. Ooh. And uh, Wilson's Wilson's a cool cat, and I'm actually going to work with him in like a little bit, like a couple, like a week or two or something. Um, so we met when I, I spoke at this conference called uh, Frames Conference also in Texas, Dallas, I think. Um, I think it was me and Ryan Booth were there. Yep. And uh, I met Wilson. He was there like emceeing and hosting the whole thing. And I think he also like shot the um, little like recap video or whatever. So anyway, uh, Wilson's a really good dude. Owns his own company um, in Amarillo. And uh, why don't you read the question? Yeah. Uh, the question is how many gigs, uh, which means jobs, <laughs> How many gigs do you do you guys do that aren't portfolio worthy material? We do a lot of training videos and talking heads to keep the lights on over here. Is it the same for you? Very good question. Lot to lot to unpack. And I'm sure as soon as I was reading that, everybody was like, Oh, yes. Like, <laughs> thank you for asking Ooh. this question. It's a good question. And I don't know. What would you say? Well, <clears throat> the the basis of the question sort of deter, like is determined by where you are in your career cuz uh, some of these things can be figured out like before you even take the job in some ways you know what i mean <clears throat> explain yeah if if i'm like a a very successful director i have a lot more choice in what i get to do because i'm i'm not surviving off little things if you're a medium-sized director, um, like I think, I think we are in that category to where we're doing probably a good amount of work. Not, I'm definitely working every single week, uh, 
You know, I'm, yeah. I'm working twice a month, maybe three times a month. Yeah. Um, and although it's not three days a month, but it's, I'm work, probably doing a good three projects a month. Uh, bigger directors would do one project a month, maybe. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Right. So those choices for, for a bigger director are going to be a lot more specific on the front end. They're going to be pretty good at reading, like reading if this script is going to be something that, that they want to do or not. So I think in my yeah. opinion, I, I don't know if there's a, a very specific ratio that I'm trying to hit. I think that what I normally probably hit is like a, an 80-20 ratio. So like 80% nobody ever sees. Yeah. 20% people see. And I would say that that, you know, I'm trying, I don't know an exact, that's pretty good. I don't know an exact number of uh, projects that I did last year. I think I did at least three a month. So three times 12 is 36. So probably last last year in 2017, uh, I did like 36 projects, and I think I put... How many of those were you directing? Uh, at least 30 of them. Wow. Um, so, and the rest were probably DP. And then uh, maybe 28 to 30 were directing. So I did some 80 work for you. I did um, some more produce, like one job where I just produced for somebody else. So, but for the yeah. most part, it's directing. And I think I put out last year four films. Yeah. So I don't know. That's uh, it's like 10%. Yeah, so a little over a little 10%. Over. So I think I honestly, I think if you're hitting for anybody, like even a DP or a director, um, even on, on bigger things, you know. If uh, a bigger director is doing uh, one project a month, that's twelve films. If he puts out two films that year, whether they're commercial stuff or passion project stuff, that's a yeah. pretty good ratio. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. Is you know, it doesn't. I don't. I don't know. There's definitely the part of it that's kind of like, <laughs> um, where it's like I want to stay in the conversation. Or whatever, you know, I want to stay like relevant. Right. right. <laughs> uh, and like have good work kind of like coming out yeah. consistently. Um, which, you know, I don't know. I could, I, that's a whole well, other topic. You also do I a guess. lot more um, like music videos, which there's a lot more opportunity for that to be show worthy for sure. Yeah. yeah that's probably true. Um, I was, I was going to say like, as opposed to like a ratio of like, like um, this many projects can be, you know, uh, paying the bills and, and uh, as opposed to this many that I want to share, like put in my reel or whatever, I'm kind of like per year, like I want to have like a handful that I, I am proud of, you know what sure. I mean? So like, I, I don't, I don't know if I could do like a, a ratio or whatever, but I, I do think like, you know, if I can walk out of a year with like two, three, four like projects that I'm really proud of, that can kind of like, I don't know, kind of like mark where I'm at in my directing kind of like journey. Right. I think that's that's probably what I'm after, right. I guess. And let me let me ask you this. Do you, because he, he is asking um, or looking for some more kind of 
I don't know the word, but you know, doing training videos and talking heads and stuff like that. Are you still doing any of that? Um, I'm not direct. I'm not directing that type of stuff. Um, I would say like probably where I compromise the most um, is editing. Okay. Because um, I edit a lot on the side as well. Uh, I edit all my own stuff, and then uh, for the most part, and then I'm I'm taking kind of pro- probably like a, a bit more like strange odd jobs with like in the editing room. right so within that kind of space i would say pretty similar like it's i would say it's it's still kind of like dock work or little spots or or whatever right um but yeah i'm doing stuff that i'm not like stoked on for sure much more in like the editing space right and a lot of that is because like you know you've got a kid now i've got 3 and obviously like our wives too, but like if, if I'm going to like go somewhere and spend like a week or two weeks kind of away from my right. family, um, I definitely have to kind of think about like, is this worth it career wise? Is this worth it like money wise for me to like be gone that amount of time? And I think where editing is nice is, you know, more or less you're like sitting right. in your right. office and you're able to make money at home. Right. And I think, to add on, I think the biggest thing that I've learned going freelance, and I'm sure that you've learned this since you've gone freelance, Jared, is the importance of being very, of diversifying yourself. And not just the things that you can do, but in the ways that you make money as well. And this is going to sound a little bit businessy, but I think that's part of the question that is asking. Um, yeah. Both me and Jared have material on film supply. I ha- I even have, you know what I mean? There's, you have to be able to like have little tiny things that you're like trying, that you're also being able to pull from on a monthly basis. Because if you don't, if I just like, if I was working somewhere where there was a church or a agency or a production company and it just said, I'm done with this, I want to go freelance and I, and I would, I just want to be a director and I want to make feature films, you're not going to make it. I don't, it's not that you're not going to make it, but you're not. Get, you're going to have a very rough go for at least a couple of years, especially if you don't have a, yeah. a body of work, you know. And even the people that I know that are doing incredible work, you know, they still have all these different kind of diverse sources of income. And not to not to like cre- <laughs> uh, full disclosure, music bed is a is a. Uh, sponsor but uh you know film supply has been really big for me you know this year yeah. um it's money that i'm not uh necessarily like factoring into like a monthly budget but having kind of like passive income like that completely um, passive you you make yeah. money in your sleep or in your underwear yes <laughs> you know it's, it's it's basically you know footage that uh, I mean, people are, I'm sure, are familiar with how stock footage works, but like that I have ownership over. And instead of, you know, it's sitting on my hard drive in my home, it's, you know, available for people to license. And that's been sometimes, you know, some months are bigger than others. Right. Um, but that's been like really nice. And it's actually come through in the clutch a couple of times where um, I, you know, was waiting on a job to like circle back and pay me. And, and I was able to like, yeah, kind of supplement with right. money that I, wasn't expecting, yeah. you know, necessarily. And I think so. Just as is it, is it just as important as it is to have 
diverse source, sources of income. I think what Jared is, is getting at and uh, what I'll tell you about is being diverse in your career as well. So having other, because a lot of us are coming up in this very non-traditional, you know, film school to grip to, you know, key grip to camera department, <laughs> all this stuff, you know what I mean? Like yeah. nobody's coming up that way anymore. Very few people are. And those people are very, those people are kind of like lifers, you know? I think the majority of yeah. people who are doing films now are a little bit more grassroots and having, and just kind of being forced to make things, whether from their jobs or, you know, there's so many different people that are needing video work than ever right now, you know? So there's, yeah. there's so many people that are, having to grab a camera and learn it and figure out how to do it before without going to film school without you know just jumping online or youtube or whatever and just figuring it out and i think what that brings is a lot of people know how to do every single part of the filmmaking process now because um and a lot of people even from reading these questions there's questions about how do i do this at a high level uh, as a one-man one -man team, team. You know, and that's the question that right. we would definitely want to hit. I think that's what I'm saying. It's like there's so you have to be able to use like I can't just say I'm a director. I think that's my focus, you know. Or you can't just say, you know, um a lot even still, like you can't just say that you're a DP anymore. You some I know a lot of DPs uh who are still being asked to direct DP stuff. You have to know how to direct something to a certain degree. You know, yeah, and yeah. there's a lot of uh, DPs that I know that are coloring all their own stuff to just to make a little bit extra money on a job. You know, so I think you have right. to be able to know and um, for for like a time. Sure, for a time. I mean, you're not going to be doing that forever, but I think I mean you could yeah. be. You know, yeah. I, I, think, I mean, I I I love. I kind of I sent out like a tweet like earlier this week because I was like banging my head up against the wall, like editing this music video that I'm, I'm working on right now. And I, I, I have like a love hate relationship with editing, you know, but I think at the end of the day, I do kind of like really love it. Right. Um, and so that's the question for me that I'm starting to like wrestle with is like, it is extra, it is extra money on projects where, uh, you know, I, I can take an extra, whatever X amount of money, if I'm going to edit it myself, you know? Right. Um, and what I'm trying to figure out now is how much time am I, basically, is it worth it? You know, like how much time am I putting into editing this project when I could shoot it, you know, like go from, essentially go from production to production instead of yeah. having to like shoot it, go in a cave into post, deliver, uh, take notes, revise when I could be going to be another, uh, I could, yeah, I could be directing, right. you know, and that's something that I'm kind of like, like right in the middle of right now is it feels nice to tack on an extra, like whatever to like a job because I'm going right. to be editing it. But it's also like, what am I losing when my time is, is wrapped up in not pitching or not writing or not directing, yep. you know? And so that's something I'm trying to figure out yeah. right now. I mean, I was listening to a interview. 
I forget where it was. From. It was on YouTube somewhere. But I was I was looking at it was some interview for of an actor that worked on Logan Lucky, Steven Soderbergh's yeah Logan Lucky. If you haven't seen it, it's good. It's not like oh my god, this is so good. But it's like very. It's good. Uh, but he was saying um, Steven Soderbergh shot that movie himself. And he would go back to the hotel and edit dailies by himself. And then at the end of the day, most times, they, he'd bring all the people in and show them the movie. Like, show them what they had made. That's crazy. And I don't think it's it's not based on, oh, we didn't have money to... Maybe it is. I know he does some projects that are, like, insanely, like, for no money. You know, he did Ocean's 12, which is a extremely high-budget movie. And then he immediately... Immediately went into a movie called Bubble, which he did for like ten thousand dollars. Which he just wanted to do it <laughs> because he he wanted to do it that way, and I think yeah. um, that to me, you know, um, is someone that I really identify with. That's like I don't really like all the separation of things, and people don't do it that way anymore. You know, I think there's a lot of people who are learning. It's funny. It's funny though, man. I do agree with you. That like being highly, highly specialized is like kind of a thing of the past. But I will say coming from, you know, like a time in my career where it was like I did everything from, you know, for a time like produce, um, direct, shoot, edit, everything. Where currently I'm, I'm like enjoying... It's a bit of a new world for me, like where things are so specialized. And so I'm definitely not anxious to like get back for into sure. that. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Think, well, for me, the biggest thing is like, um, and I think this is for everybody too, nobody can like take advantage of anybody anymore. You know? You have to explain. <laughs> <laughs> my, my job as a director is to know uh, how to do everything to a degree so that like... Okay, so that yeah. somebody, if you get put in, you're going to be put in a situation where you're having to get things having to to get edited by someone who you've never worked with before, or having to get colored by someone who's never worked right. with before, and um, you don't know that person, you've never met them. Most of the time, you just speak to them over the phone, and especially when you're working through agencies and production companies, you have very little control. And I know if I know the process of how to color something in DaVinci Resolve, or if, or if I know how to like how something should be edited, and they're saying this thing isn't going to work, you know, they're saying, oh, we can, we have to use this music or we have to use this type of sound. I'm like, if I know the process of everything, um, then nobody can take advantage sure. of of the thing that I'm trying to make because they don't want to try. You know, I've been put in that situation. So, have you not been put in that situation before? Maybe not. It's, it may just be um, different. I don't know. No, I don't think I've been put in a situation where I felt like I was being taken advantage of. I feel like Maybe I've that been was able, a harsh way to put it. But. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've been able to like kind of safeguard my work sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. just step in and be like, "Well, actually, uh, that's not correct." Or <clears throat> I had one instance where I was doing a project and. Uh, yeah, had like an in-house editor who sent me like a rough, something that I had directed. And I just kind of had like a violent like <laughs> reaction to it. Like, <laughs> this is not, this is not it. And um, I was able to to like work with the team and I ended up editing it myself, you know. 
And that's not always like the best solution. You know, it's like right. not always the, the best way to go. But I did feel like I was able to kind of like see things through like all the way through the through the project because I was able to step in and and like do a different part of it, not just direct it, you know. Um right, right. I don't know. I don't maybe we're getting too far away from the question, but I think there is there is value in being able to um speak to different parts of the process for sure. And I think when it comes to what you're able like what jobs you're able to take and how you're able to kind of like make money, I think that is important. But I also think that have your sights like set on what you do want to be doing ideally and and don't put yourself right. in a place like where you're dependent on well I think like to, to sort of put a period at the end of his question I think you know about it's not really a question but just saying you know I do a lot of training videos and talking heads you know I think you have to show people the work that you want to be making yeah so I actually whenever I'm looking at DPs, and I don't know your process, Jared, but whenever I'm finding a DP to work with for something and they, on their reel or in their work, have every type of work, I do not work with that person. Mm. Um, if they have, and it's usually funny because the usually people like this always have something to do with like SWAT teams. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> <laughs> They'll do like music video, music yeah. video, SWAT team, cops, 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 talking head. Back to like really cool stuff. And yeah. I'm like, what? what? I don't. That understand. range doesn't impress you. No, because it's not what they're trying to say is like, look, I can do whatever you want. Just hire me. Yeah. You know? And obviously, I don't. I don't run a production company. Somebody from a production company would fight me on that to say you need to be diverse so that you get more work. Yes. And I would say that if I had a production company, I wouldn't approach it that way. You know. Yeah. I think there's production companies out there that are pro, pro, um, approaching it from like a very highly curated, stylized way that are also getting very kind of corporate type of stuff as well. But for the most yeah. part, what they're known for and what they're getting, what they're bidding on and writing for is the type of work that they want to be doing, you know? And that's... Well, maybe, I mean, that's, that's the question that maybe we should kind of add on or, or respond to with Wilson's question, which is like, what do you want to be doing? You know, when you say like portfolio worthy material, yeah. Um, what does that mean for you personally? Right. You know, uh, maybe there are people who would like kill, like, re like legitimately, like I'm sure that there are people who really love to make training videos um, and love doing kind of like really controlled, like talking head, like corporate stuff. Yeah. I really believe that. And I, and I don't think that that's like uncool to do that. Um, I think it really comes down to like, personally, what do you want to be doing? Right. And I think that um, you really have to be honest with yourself, you know, like not, not answer that with like, what are people around me doing that? Like, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing or, or, or like what, what uh, people that I'm like supposed to like respect <laughs> or something, right. you know, like, what are they doing? Like really dig in and, and ask yourself, uh, as honestly as you can, what do I want to be doing? And then how does the work that I'm doing now uh, reflect that? Or how does it lead to doing more of that? Right. And I think maybe that's a question that, you know, someone like Wilson or someone else who's asking that same kind of question needs to ask themselves is uh, what kind of work do I want to be doing? How can I do that kind of work so that I can do more of that work? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like my focus on music videos 
has been something that's kind of happened over the past like two, maybe three years. And it's it's been something for me, like where it's that part of my um, you know, career has grown because I've really put a focus on like continuing and like and like seeking out opportunities to like make music videos. I think what you what you just said there was is probably the biggest point of all of this, um, to me at least, is um nobody is gonna give you the work that you wanna make. It's not gonna work that way. I think what Jared yeah. just said was I I really invested time in creating my own opportunities is really what he just said, which I think is an invaluable way to look at it. And I tell people that all the time who are like sort of struggling and like feel stuck or whatever. And I feel this, I feel stuck all the time. And I usually when I feel stuck that I, my brain usually clicks over to like a, you know, all right, you need to sit down and like start writing that thing that you want to do. Or like you need yeah. to write an email to this person and just see if they'd want to do something, you know, um, or you need to make a podcast because you're bored, you know, I think <laughs> like whenever you feel stuck, that's probably the universe. I don't want to sound stupid. This is probably the universe saying you need to do, you need to create your own thing. You need to do something, you need to try yeah. and work some, even if it's taking a commercial or a thing that may not seem very sexy at the time and taking that and sexing it up (laughs) taking that and like twisting it to something that you're actually wanting to be involved in i mean i think a really good example uh for you christian is is like the lsue thing that you did Uh like where it's like a project that's like not a crazy sexy client you know but i think you you realize there's like potential and you had like a vision for how to like really take that like literally as far as that project could go <laughs> and really push it. Yeah. And you made something that, um, you know, you'd have to tell me, but I know it, at least in the future, that's going to bring more work oh, for sure. because you, I'm sure it didn't pay you crazy well. No, I, I lost. Um, that may, I yeah. Okay. That was going to say that may even be the one you lost money on. Um, but at the end of the day, I know that's something that you're proud of. And I think is, great, like a really great little spot that will lead to doing more of that kind of work. Right. You know, and it's going to cost you maybe like monetarily right? or maybe time-wise or whatever. I will say, (laughs) uh, just to counter this with like a healthy dose of like reality, I did too much of that this year. Right. So I did way too many like free music video little experiments, uh, that I would go back and do something differently now. Like they weren't, like you didn't calculate the worth of it correctly? Or I did, but I was yeah. wrong. Okay. And I I don't know how to totally eliminate that in the future. I don't know if there's a, a way right. to like, you know, be foolproof about that. I think that for me, there is like a threshold of like how much, like if it's like literally zero dollars to do something, I I just feel like it would have to be like a very specific idea for me to want to engage in that, you know. Right. Um, so that's what I'm trying to figure out. It's like what that what that kind of is for me. Like how much uh, creative freedom I have. Yeah. What else is going on, like in my on my schedule, and kind of balancing all that stuff. But um, I think that's really important, though, is to make room for that kind of stuff because that is the stuff that will lead. Right to more work and probably more paying work and work that you want to be doing yep. because it's like 
what you care yeah. about. There's a really good uh, example of this in a past episode with uh, Vincent Haycock, uh, where we were kind of asking him about the series of music videos he was doing for, um, uh, what was her name? Uh, Florence. Florence the Machine. Um, and he yeah. said he got to the end of the year and he like looked at his, he like met with his accountant and he was like, wait. <laughs> He was like, why didn't I make any money this year? He was like, Vince, like you, you, you turned Turn down, down like to do this performance every- <laughs> machine shit. And he was like, oh, cool. <laughs> and I think that's like, yeah, not, yeah. you know, if you look at Vincent's work over the past five years, that is probably, if not the biggest thing, one of the biggest things that has created more work for him in the future. Yeah, it's just, it's all a balancing act. So I think like maybe with everything we've kind of said, like in mind, looking at this question, let's read it one more time. Wait a second, Molly's here. Molly, you want to say hi? <laughs> hi. Um, okay, the question is, uh, how many gigs do you guys do that aren't portfolio worthy material? We do a lot of training videos and talking heads to keep the lights on over here. Is that the same for you? Um I don't know, to sum it up, what would be like your your kind of like encapsulation of, of everything that we've kind of chatted through and talked today, talked about today, Christian? Um yeah, my my sort of thoughts are um yes. Yes. <laughs> it is it may I think it looks different. Yeah, it looks it know? looks different from, from person to person. From, from person to person and for how long you've been doing things, you know. And I think like we said already, I think there's you have to, no matter where you're at whether you're never doing talking heads anymore or, or you're doing million dollar commercials or whatever, no matter what, I think the principle is the same to me. And this is just my opinion. Yeah. But you have to keep creating the work that you want to be making. And the ways that you, that you do that is to do the things that you don't really want to do all the time so that you can take those opportunities to make. I mean, most of the time it's going to cost you something. So, like highly, highly creative things that are like just like given to you don't ever happen. You have to create them. And most of the time they're gonna cost you something. Uh, just from experience. So you have to you have to be in a place where you can pay that cost. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Whether it's time or money or yeah. <laughs> favors. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's true. I you know, looking at people who are you know, like way ahead of where I'm at in my career, you know, even like someone like, you know, like, uh, you know, like Jeff Nichols is like a director that I really love a lot. Yep. Yep. Uh, he still does commercials, you know, like Wes Anderson still does commercials, you know? And I think that like, that's the reality is like, I don't know. I'm sure there is a threshold, you know, if you're Scorsese, you're not out doing a lot of commercials, but like for the most part, I think that like there is, Yep. some element of this that exists in everybody's career. Having to do things that enable you to do the things that you really want to do. Um, and I think maybe the biggest takeaway to focus on, I don't know what, what you think about this, Christian, but like I think like creating the work that like you you want to create, I think you just have to do that yourself and keep that in front of you. You know, like really determine like what it is that you want to be doing long-term. Right. And how do you kind of like prove that you can you can do that? I agree. And hopefully somewhere in that whole conversation, there was a part of it that you can actually use. 
<laughs> but um, I hope so. Well, and if you if you want to like talk more about this or have your own thoughts about it, uh, please uh, hit us up. Look on our website. There's a, a phone number that goes directly to a voicemail. So uh, leave us a recording about what you think, your thoughts, even if you agree or disagree. Let us know what you what you think. We'd love to hear from you. And um, if you have more questions or topics that you'd like discussed, whether by us or maybe we have a guest on and we'll talk about it too, um, make sure to fill out the form on our website as well. And uh, yeah, we just want to be like more connected with you guys, more engaged about what's going on and topics that you really want to hear about. See you next week. See you next week. (laughs) This season of Good is sponsored by Musicbed. Searching for the right music can be tough. That's why Musicbed offers free music search. Just shoot them an email or give them a call and one of their music specialists will help you narrow it down to the perfect track. And once you have it, don't forget to use coupon code GOOD for 20% off. Visit musicbed.com for more info. Don't forget to check out patreon.com slash good the podcast to get access to live Q&As, commercial and music video treatments, as well as behind the scenes photos and video of us on set. Get all your info at patreon.com slash good the podcast. This episode was mixed by Christian Stropko, or as we like to refer to him, Christian number two. Also, you can find all of our show notes and other fun stuff at goodthepodcast.com. <laughs>